evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg, with another post-game show. This for the Washington Redskins game, who got skinned by the Raiders. Actually, it was a grinder. We had to grind this one out, and boy, let me tell you, it was not an easy victory. But we did win. We got one of seven down. Now we got the fish coming into town. We got to take them out. They're only seven and three, so. But that doesn't mean anything. Because the way our team's playing, and I will comment on that when we get to that section of the podcast. Tonight's podcast, we'll have shouts out. I have some very special shouts out I'm going to give out tonight. They're kind of long, but I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Uh, the show will have the Asshole of the Month. We haven't had one of those in a while. We also have Moss and Media and the Skins recap, like I said, on the Skins game, what I thought and what I saw. Okay, we're going to go to my mail section here from the comments. Mike from Connecticut wrote, now this is funny because I was watching the game and I was so frustrated. I was walking around the house. Uh, I think this is still in the first quarter, towards the end of the first quarter, and I checked my website to see if anybody was as flipped out as I was that could say something. And sure enough, man, Mike, Mike from Connecticut came in big, and he writes, the subject matter is Collins. He writes, great. He's starting out right where he left off last week. He looks more like Frankenstein than an NFL QB. Well, that's what I thought, too, for the most part of the first and second quarter. And then he started to save himself, of course, like he always does, in the third and the fourth quarter. So, Mike, thanks for the email. I really appreciate it. At that particular time, you were right on the money, and you were just saying what I was thinking. And I'm sure, like the rest of the Raider Nation, we were all saying the same things. Joe Bender from New York, he writes, fingers crossed, hope we get our rookie quarterback in. So he's hoping that Walter plays. I do too. Um, I'm a big fan of Walter, and I'll tell you why. Matter of fact, the next next guy I'm going to mention here is Marcus. New coach and new quarterback. Uh, Marcus is pretty cool. He wrote that he wanted Bill Parcells to be our next coach because him and Al Davis are very good friends, which they are. Uh, but I don't think Dallas is going to let Parcells go because he took chicken shit and make chicken salad out of it already, and they're doing pretty good in their league, and they're doing good in their play right now. So I do not believe that Jerry Jones is going to cut Parcells loose. However, if he does, I hope Al jumps on him as well. You also mentioned uh, Walter as the choice for the quarterback. I also agree with you. Like I said, he did break all the Pac-10 records and uh, broke all the Elway's records and – the kid's got an arm. We all saw it in the preseason. I'm not going to get into that too much. Um, but I will also say that that is my choice. Dylan. Dylan's first Raider game he ever went to was this Washington Redskins game. Thank the Lord that we won. And just thank it for Dylan. The guy's first game, he's in hostile territory. He's wearing the silver and black. Now, that's pretty brutal. Good for you, man. You put on the stuff, and you got in there and strutted it out. And that is awesome. It's always good to see Raider fans in hostile territory. Uh, I knew the Virginia Raider Booster Club would help you out. Uh, Peggy there, I've had some correspondence with her. She's an awesome lady, great Raider fan. And there's a lot of Raider fans back there in the east, a lot of them in D.C. And shouts out to you guys as well. Okay. Now, I got a special email here from one of these guys that's on my website. If you look on the RaiderNationPodcast.com, you'll see that there's a picture 
of a couple of Humvees with 50 cows, I believe, sitting on top with four guys up there with the Raider flag. And I got this email, and my wife started to cry. That's how it touched us and our family. So uh, it's it's pretty awesome. It's awesome that I can sit here and talk about the Oakland Raiders and all the misplaced Raider fans, and you can get your Raider fix in Connecticut or New York or Boston or Washington, wherever you may be, right here at the Raider Nation podcast. But I've always really hoped in the bottom of my heart that I get out to those guys in Iraq and Afghanistan and any anywhere hostile where our armed forces are, because I know there's Raider fans out there. And sure enough, the Lord has listened to my prayer. And here is Staff Sergeant Kevin Henderson. He wrote a comment on the comments section of the Raider Nation podcast. You can go there and read it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to kind of paraphrase it, or I'll probably chop it all up, but I'm going to get into it and, and talk talk it anyways. Greetings from one of the hardest places in Iraq. I won't say where it is, just that take my word for it. A group of us just wanted to take at the time an opportunity to show some love for the Raiders. We tried to take the coolest shot shot out here that we could find. Hope this works. It's a great picture, guys. You did a beautiful job. The four individuals, Captain Smith, Commander Sergeant Major Rodriguez, Speck Claude, Staff Sergeant Henderson, holding the football, all are from four different locations and we met for the first time when we were deployed here. As soon as we found out where we, we were all Raider fans, it was a wrap. Why is it that Raider fans always travel in packs, no matter where they go? Is there a force stronger than the nation? Does Patriot fan represent like we do? Does Bronco fan represent like we do? Hell no. We have the greatest fan base in the world. And we had Patriot fan, Bronco fan, and Chiefs fan out here. And they all got their asses kicked by me after we lost those games. Me being from Buffalo, I'm glad to, I'm glad we shut them down. Although they're still clinging to the infamous 51-3 game. Doesn't matter how many times we beat Buffalo. They always cling to their Noah's Ark in the Bills Raiders series. Pathetic. I think that's so funny. I also wanted to thank each of you for your various podcasts that you have done. Cop podcasts are just awesome, hands down. It's just great to, it's it's a great way to stay in touch with the team, and I appreciate what you do to keep the Raider fans in touch with everything. The season is dismal, but we'll make the best of it. Thanks again from all of us. Keep on podcasting. Feel free to put these picks up, and we'll send some more soon. Feel free to give us a shout-out here in Iraq on the podcast. Thanks again, Kevin Henderson. Well, this is your shout-out, guys. Shout-out from the Raider Nation podcast. And a deep felt thank you for defending our nation, defending our country, and for being diehard Raider fans and part of the nation. Because what you say is absolutely true. been preaching it from this pulpit since I started this thing. There is nothing like the Raider fan and the Raider Nation. I have another email from one of the guys that's in this photo. He sent me an email at Raider Greg at Raider Nation Podcast, and I wanted to share that with you fans as well because I feel that it's important for these guys to know that we care and love them, and it's the truth. Like I said, my wife cried when she got this email. I am Sergeant Major Rodriguez, who is also one of the photos that you sent to you by Kevin. I just wanted to personally thank you for posting our photos on your website. 
My unit, the 306th Military Police Battalions, and the soldiers in those photos will be departing Iraq within the next couple of weeks. Yes, our one-year tour of duty is up, and we are heading back home. Unfortunately, one of the, our good friends and fellow soldiers, SSG Jimmy McNaughton, will not be returning back home with us. He was killed by a sniper a few months ago. However, he will be coming home with us in spirit. I'll have the other show to, uh, soldiers send their addresses because I'm going to send them a sticker. Um, you know, not much, but it's something. Uh, we're... My goal is, if possible, to be able to attend the last one of the Raider games before the season ends. I hope he can make it to the Coliseum, because I'm going to tell you, Raider Nation, if he's coming to the Coliseum, we're going to give him a heck of a party here at the last game. The Raider Nation podcast will put it out there, and I'm going to have everybody come on out. We're going to drag these guys all over the parking lot. So he talks about where he's located. I don't want to put that into the podcast. More importantly, we wanted you to th- let you know that there are Raider Nation fans located in the most dangerous parts of the world, daily fighting and facing the evils of terrorism. Also, my call sign that I use during countless combat missions in Baghdad over the past year has been Raider 1. Thanks again for all your continued support, and God bless the Oakland Raiders in America. Raider 1 out. Well, let me just tell you, God bless you, God keep you, and protect you. God watch over you and keep you safe. And that comes from all of the Raider Nation. No matter where they are, I'm sure the sentiment is true. And I just want to tell you guys that we're thinking about you every day. And the fact that the Raider Nation podcast, this little podcast that I do, has brought a little bit of home to you guys makes me feel as tall as a mountain and there's no doubt about it so before I bust out I'm going to have to keep going here so you guys are going to kick out of this because this is the asshole of the month and I have to share this with the Raider Nation because this guy this guy from the San Francisco Chronicle has got it all wrong which is another Raider hater obviously because the way he writes his articles it's just like most of the other Raider haters who write articles about our loved Raiders who get their facts miscued and like statistics. Um, you can make anything look like anything if you like. So, Ira Miller, you are the asshole of the month. Congratulations. His article was titled, Unfair to Blame Coaching QB. And he goes on to say that the QB and coach are the usually ones that are blamed for all mistakes in the game. I say horseshit. I say that Raider fans are pretty doggone smart. We don't blame the coach and the QB. We blame whoever the problem is. If it was a defense, you think you think we'd all be talking about the coach and the QB? Well, hell no. We'd be talking about whoever if this is defense. We were worried about the defense, but the defense is playing awesome. You don't hear anybody saying, let's get rid of Ted Washington and Sapp. Let's get rid of Samoa. You know, that's not what's happening. This guy's a moron. Even the fact that he would say this makes us look like idiots. Let me tell you, Ira, the Raider Nation knows a whole lot more about football than you. I don't know. You might be, might be should change your... Uh, Recall them to something more on flowers. It might be fitting more your education. Okay, he starts off like stats like 21 years since the last championship. 
eight coaches and 16 starting QBs. Well, so what? You know, once you compare this to the rest of the league, now there's a lot of other teams that go through coaches, but I'll tell you this, we're still the winningest team in football. And he goes on to say, 21 and a half years, just 10 games over 500. Division, uh, this is what he calls it, it's a definition of mediocrity. Well, last time I checked, the Oakland Raiders have put way more into way more players than any other team I can remember. Al Davis consistently goes out and gets talent and brings it in. Now, he says the whole problem is the draft. He says the whole problem is the draft because it's the. he says we don't draft well. Well, the draft is a proverbial crapshoot. What do you expect? It's like reaching in and grabbing a, an egg and then hoping that out of that egg you're going to hatch a champion bird, a champion cockfighter, champion rooster that's going to go to the championship. You never know when you go to the draft what you're going to get. You hope you're going to get something good. Sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. No matter what the statistics are, there's injuries, there's all kinds of things that happen to players. This guy's an idiot. He talks about uh, Philip Buchanan, Jake Grove, Tyler Brayton, Langston Walker, all in the same breath. Well, P. Buchanan was never very good. And, you know, i tell you what, Gibson was not that good either. But he started doing good this year before he got hurt. But I'll tell you, Jake Grove is doing good. He got a knee, knee injury. You know what? Forget it. Tyler Brayton, you know what? He turned into a linebacker. He did. He does well on the run. You know, our our draft picks are just as good as any other picks in any other team in the NFL. Langston Walker, just the fact that he had a surgery because of an injury he got on the field, once again, this is just what happens to players. But before that, he did make some mistakes. He did have some penalties. But you know what? Our offensive line with him there is awesome. And let's not forget, he did block the field goal in Denver last year that gave us the victory. How much sweeter can it get? I'm glad he got picked just for that game. He talks about over-the-hill retreads that lost their speed and lost their skills. Well, you know what, Ira? You are definitely the asshole of the month. And I would love to see Raider Take take you on. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to go to Raider Take and borrow some of his Raider Hater uh, information here and just let it go to you. So I hope, Sean, you don't worry. All right, you're not upset about this, but I have to say it because it's great. Now, this guy's talking like the so-called Raider Mystique is a forgotten memory like the pop hit from the 70s. Am I missing something? Didn't the Raiders just dominate the AFC West for the last for three seasons in the 2000s, culminating as Super Bowl berth in 2003? When was the last time the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos went to the Super Bowl? Give me a moment to find an archaeologist, and I'll get you an answer. It's a favorite anti-Raiders tactic, the denial of the 2000s as if it didn't happen. Then once you point out to them that it did happen, whether or not they they want to grasp it, they, they can't because of all the propaganda. Al Davis has done nothing to win. That's garbage too. You know, it was only renegade Chucky that did this for him, and Davis had nothing to do with it. Well, since when do you give, you know, Davis the praise when he does good 
Or you're going to give him praise when he does good? Or are you just going to give him the blame when he does bad? He hired Gruden. He's the one who signed Gannon and Rice. He drafted Timmy Brown and Porter. Why are you going to criticize Davis? Mr. Davis has always been on the job with his players, and he did the same thing this season. Did a great job with the players. We have a good team. We just have to get a quarterback. This is all the same thing that comes from 49ers uh, writers. And let me tell you, the, the Raider mystique is still there. You can tell. You can tell by the fans. You can tell by the Raider Nation. And the whole idea that we're not a dynasty, well, there aren't too many dynasties left in the NFL. There was a fluke diamonds dynasty, and it was called the Patriots. Well, my friends, that dynasty is going down like a hot rock. And I will tell you that, Ira, you better get it together before you throw shots at the Oakland Raiders, and especially shots at Mr. Al Davis. Ira Miller, you have no idea what you're talking about. And until you're put in a position where you can draft somebody, well, I hope it's for the 49ers because it probably sounds like you're a 49er fan and you should probably draft for them considering the draft that they got last season, paying all the money and getting absolutely nothing. Alex Smith. Okay. I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to talk about Moss and the media. Now, Randy Moss, I've talked to him, you guys about him. He's a quality individual. I told you guys about him on our last podcast, and I told you about this interview that was on ESPN. You know what? I could barely watch it. I could barely watch it because the interviewer constantly tried to make Randy Moss infer that he wasn't happy, to say that he wasn't happy, to think that he wasn't happy with the team, with his players, with the coach. And it's just a, a situation here where the media consistently tries to bend your words and force an opinion on you and make the interview look like you said something that you really didn't want to say. Trying to make him look like he's an unhappy Raider um, and he has all kinds of frustrations. Well, so does everybody on the team. So do the fans. But you know what? Pulling it out in this particular context is totally typical media, pushy media types. I'm surprised the guy even grants interviews because these guys try to work him over so much. They see him as a target. They see him as kind of a, I would venture to say, a hick, a country guy that doesn't know better. I have much respect for Randy Moss. I have a lot of respect for this guy. This guy restructured his contract three times this season so the Oakland Raiders could stay under their salary cap and sign the rookie players that we got on board at this time. He has always been an Oakland Raider since the time he signed his first contract. He has had a lot to say, and it's all been positive about Mr. Davis and the organization. I don't blame Moss for talking. I don't blame Moss for talking to the media. I don't blame Moss for being frustrated. I do blame the media for twisting things around and trying to make it look like he's unhappy. And most of all, trying to make him unhappy in a situation where he is happy. So... That would be my second asshole of the month was this guy interviewing Randy Moss, and I'm not going to go any further into it other than I'm disappointed with the interview.
<clears throat> okay. Here we go now, Raider fans. The Redskins, or shall I say, the Deadskins recap. Now, I said it before. This is first to seven. With the fish coming to town, baby, we got to fill up the stadium and rock the house like the Raider Nation should. The bad boys of the NFL at home. Let's go, baby. The black hole forever. We're going to have sushi for the Raiders for dinner on Sunday. Okay, let's go to the game. Against the Redskins, who had a packed full house of fans who has, have never lost their 4-0 at home. And are expecting to have a victory against the Raiders, who are coming in after being shot up last week. Okay? I have to say, great defensive game. All hands showed up for the contest. Brunel on many downs, had no one to throw the ball too long, and to pump it off into the flat. Nice pressure. The front four did a great job. And Burgess getting two sacks and one for a fumble. Awesome. 17 yards of losses in his two sacks alone. Burgess, you are the man. Stuart Schwaggert, six tackles, led the team. Two more on special teams, so you can just say... Eight tackles in this game alone. Excellent job, Stuart. And then they picked on Nasami Aswa. But he had five tackles and defended a for sure TD from Santana Moss, knocked it right out of his hand and pulled him down to the ground. And that was a great job for being picked on all day. He stuck in there and did a great job. Washington and Kelly both had forced fumbles turnovers by our defense was incredibly great uh, blocking a crucial crucial pass uh, Warren Sapp did on the 12 yard line and kept them from getting the first down our offensive front was I mean our defensive front was excellent all hands down defense played an incredible game and without their input this certainly would have been a loss for the Raiders because the, the Redskins can't put points on the board, but they didn't put that many on this time. Not enough to win. Thanks to our defense, you guys all get a severe thumbs up. Okay, <clears throat> let's go to the offense. Most of us had our Pepto-Bismol handy and used it often in the first and second quarter. People were stressed out like me. I couldn't sit in my chair. I had to go check my podcast, and I had to look at the comment. And uh, it was wonderful that I got one Raider fan that was just as flipped out as I was, Mike from Connecticut. And it was good to see how I wasn't the only one checking the emails for other people's frustrations. Now, the Raiders' offense did even it out a little bit. Norv, 27 runs and 36 passes, which was a nice ratio of the two. But Collins' off throws was, were not good. His poor passing and bad decisions and bad times not seeing open receivers showed through again in this game. Randy Moss being open, Jerry Porter being open, and that was not just the only two situations. Um, Collins off throws and the drop balls were giving the entire Raider Nation a migraine headache, me included. The shining light was Jerry Porter, who came in and saved the day with several awesome catches and he had great hands and he caught the ball on the sidelines and made some awesome catches. I still think the one they called 
uh, out of bounds was inbounds, but that's an officiating deal. But Courtney Anderson dropped the pass. Lamont Jordan dropped two passes, one of which could have easily gone for a touchdown. Zach, Trop- Zach Crockett dropped a ball in the end zone, but let's face it, Raider fans, the ball was thrown hot and it was thrown high and behind him. I don't know who would be able to catch that ball, but you don't give your fullback that kind of that kind of pass in that short a distance and expect him to catch it. That was another Collins miscue. On the goal line, we're right on the goal line. Amat Jordan, two times he tried to get in. Couldn't do it. And then they went to, for this, this play I was just talking about, Zach Crockett to the outside. It would have been a great play if Collins would have been able just to lob the ball to him and have him catch it instead of rifling it high and outside. <clears throat> Once again, I always have to go back to why not use Crockett in the short yardage game? We've used him in the last couple of seasons, and he has always been money. That's why he has 35 TDs for the silver and black. Give this guy an opportunity in the short yardage, and he will get you touchdowns. I know they want to get Lamont Jordan the touchdown, but come on. We need the TD. This field goal thing is for the birds. Now, Nord have Nord did have a couple of unique plays. Uh, one of them was a pass to Crockett out of the backfield, which was a good thing. He did use Courtney Anderson until he passed. He dropped the ball, and then that was another thing he stopped doing right away. Am I the only fan that saw that we were at third and eight? We were close to the goal line. I think we were probably on the 20-yard line with third and eight, and they throw the ball all the way into the end zone to try to get the touchdown. Third and eight. Am I the only one that sees that we should try to establish the first down and try to get the ball into the end zone? This is not the first time it happened in this game and is not the first time it happened this season. North Turner, can you please stop going for the long ball when we have a first down first and we can work that in the first two downs? The third down is not a time to be throwing these balls into the end zone. Not with this team, not with this quarterback. With this team, maybe, but not with the quarterback that we have. We have to establish that first down and get that ball down to the red zone so that we can score. And please, that was the same time that Jankowski missed the field goal, which leads me to another thing. Jankowski is not doing his job. This season is a dismal this is a dismal show of our kicker, our first-round kicker. Now, I understand that he's doing okay, but in this game, you need your kicker to be 100%, okay, 98%, not 80%. 80% for a kicker is not what we need. This offense needs every doggone point we can get, and when we leave any point out there, Jankowski you're going to cost us the game. You already did cost us a game with two missed field goals so far. The offense did rise to the occasion in the third and fourth corner and put some points in the second half. Uh, they warmed up in the fourth quarter and really went on fire. But why can't they? Why can't they do this? All this stuff throughout the entire game. Does it take four quarters for Collins to get warmed up? Maybe he start should start throwing in the tunnel before he gets into the stadium. And maybe we can get some more things done early on in the game. The game ball goes to the defense. Those guys played awesome. And if not for them, 
and their consecutive turnovers, we would not be celebrating a victory today. That's all I have to say. We did win the game. Kudos to the team because everybody stepped up and made plays when they had to. Jerry Porter, you are awesome. You would get the game ball for the offense because you had some great catches and your hands were sure and you made them when you had to, brother. Excellent job. So, Raider Nation, until Wednesday when we have the pregame show for the Dollfish. And I can hardly wait because I have a good friend at work, Johnny Schnell. That's you for you, Johnny. Uh, we have a pregame show for you and your doll fish. We'll be making sushi out of you next Sunday, and I can hardly wait for that game. Hey, I want to uh, remind you fans to check out the RaiderNationPodcast.com and click on the uh, Podcast Alley icon. We've got to vote for us now because the bolts are coming up. We're coming up to San Diego. And we got to listen to Charger Ray of the Boltcast go off on how they're going to beat the Raiders and how blah, 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 haba, 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 haba. And I'm going to have to work over Charger Ray, and I'm going to work him over early. So we got to get on this thing and get our team and get the Raider Nation podcast, at least for the next couple months, up above the Boltcast. Please, Raider fans, take a time, click and pick. Once again, this is Raider Greg from the Raider Nation podcast, sending another shout-out to our boys overseas. Oh, and our girls, too, because there's some girl fans out there for Raider Nation. Uh, hoo to you guys, and I am out. Hoo-yah.